Welcome to episode four of the Empty Hand Podcast with Thomas Chin. Before introducing my guest, again, I just want to wish everybody all the best during this really weird time. Let's keep up with the positivity, the support, and get through this pandemic stronger than ever. So today's guest is Thomas Chin, a dedicated healthcare professional and multi-time Canadian national kata champion. Having taken his talents to Japan, he's qualified for the JKA All Japan Championships in both kata and kumite representing Tokyo Prefecture. We had a lot of fun discussing about what it was like to live and train in Japan, some interesting insights on the culture. I'm a bit sorry for the audio quality. I'll be really focusing on trying to improve that for the next episode. Without further ado, here it is. All right, and record is on. Os, os, os. Os, os, os. For having me, how are things? Yo, that's pretty good. How about you? I'm doing well, thank you. Being good. Being good. How, how many times do you think you've said us in your life? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh we, we're probably reaching the hundreds of thousands. <laughs> yeah, how many different types of us are there, you think? Oh my gosh, <laughs> I would say. <laughs> and I want to hear it. I want to hear the different types of us. Too many variations. There's the classic us, and then there's us. Okay, what's the what's the for? I'm not sure. I don't say it, but I've heard it. And, uh, you know, every time it just gives me a nice little smirk. You know. <laughs> well, I, I think there's an os for a different context, right? So if you're like in yeah. huge introspection, you're like os. Yes. Or if you're kind of like ready and pumped to do some hard training, you're like os. Os. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> if you're scared, you're like os. os. <laughs> <laughs> for sure yeah no that's Super hilarious you know, i i never thought of that but you know i guess it's such a um i don't know if universal words the right word but um you know it's used for multiple scenarios and situations and it's just yeah. kind of it's like a yes or no and i understand and exactly you know, <laughs> <laughs> os, os is for everything in karate right? so it's funny <laughs> Yeah, because yeah. when I was at the university, I was I was actually my Japanese level was increasing, but right. then when I was at the Hombu Dojo, all yeah. I said was us all the time. So I just <laughs> coming, you know, worse and worse. My language level was just, you know, yeah, us sure. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, I felt the same when I was at the at the university. Actually, you know, contrary to what you said, I felt like my Japanese. Ah, I, I guess it 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 improved, but I said us pretty much. That was ninety percent of my Japanese vocabulary <laughs> and i remember when i first arrived in japan my instructor there um he said to me he's like look you only need to know two things and that's us and i'm hungry in japanese I'm hungry. And, so, <laughs> and he's like as long as you know okay. that you're gonna survive in japan i'm like okay so that's basically what i use for most part oh my god <laughs> You know, that university lifestyle is crazy. It is. It is. It was, uh, it was something else, you know. It's something that um, you see on, you know, now especially in this new day and age, you're able to see videos online and yeah. um, see the intensity of training. But you don't realize how hardcore it is, so to speak, once you get there. It is it's on a whole nother level. And I think that is where these, especially on the competition level, where these um, 
incredible competitors are built and groomed in these universities. Like they, that's the highest talent level, in my opinion, mm-hmm. across Japan are, are in the universities. And, um, and we're talking all across Japan, all cities. So it's, uh, it's, it's awesome. And it's, it's kind of sad, though, to see um, a lot of karate careers ending um, after fourth years. Right. Yeah, you know, and um, I'm not sure if I think part of it is, you know, is that human element that sometimes one may lose that interest to continue on. And mm-hmm. maybe the, the second thing um, is that, um, you know, work, work life and family life takes over and um, yeah. it's hard to have that work life balance, especially in, in Japanese society where it is so work oriented. It's hard to balance and have karate um, you know, be able to practice to that level, especially after when you graduate, right? Yeah, there's this whole culture in the university because the training is one thing, but I find the other stuff was a lot harder. The drinking, yeah. the eating, yeah. <laughs> the just the the, the washing of the the geese and everything. It, it was just yeah. some, such a military. Like, would you be able to go through that, like as a first year? Oh my! All God. the way through. Wow. Yeah, so that's. A thing, I don't think you know? I. Can. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, I think looking back, I'm not sure I would. Ah, um, uh, you know, when when I showed up there, I was, I was very fortunate in that. I guess I, it, it depends on <laughs> it depends on how you look at it. I was fortunate yeah. to be taken in as one of them, but at the same time, being taken in was uh, as one of them. It was some gruesome training, and it was hard. And yeah, look, seeing the first year students, there's a big hierarchical system there where you really have to earn your stripes. And, you know, I, I do have a deep appreciation for that. I feel like it teaches you that there is no room for ego. You have to have humility and you show up there as a first year and you're basically doing grunt work. You know, you're you're washing the doggies, you're mm-hmm. you're prepping all the drinks before training, you're mm-hmm. handing the drinks to everyone. You are um, basically looking after sensei's, uh, you know, belongings and carrying it when, when we're going from place to place. And mm-hmm. um, then as you advance the second and third and fourth year, you start to kind of, again, earn your stripes. And it is like a military format where um that <laughs> aspect of doing like the grunt work is yeah. is kind of less and you can focus more on training but i don't know how the first years do it and a lot of them not drop out i don't think that when i was there anyone dropped out wow um, in at least in in from the first year students um so it's it's pretty intense yeah chibakola had a bit of a harder time keeping their students after the first year actually just, yeah. but it, but I think it's it's hard to say, right? Because I, I think Aoyama Gakuin, I think their recruiting process is more like people go really want to go there, right? So they yeah. they're less likely to drop out. I think yeah, from the for clubs. Sure. I think my pers- I think from my understanding, Aoyama Gakuin's uh, it's a pretty prestigious university, and yes. so um, their karate team has actually always been quite strong. Um, yeah. You know, I think that's in regional like uh, tournaments and also uh, all Japan. You know, Aoyama Gakin, you'll always see a member, at least one member, place in top three. And mm-hmm. whether this is uh, you know individual or team events, you know, there's always 
we're always kind of in the mix and in the university, mm-hmm. league, you know, we, we always uh, placed pretty high. So it's pretty amazing. So yeah, to, I mean, to, to, to touch on that point again, I think that um, I don't know exactly how it worked, but I think that there must be some sort of scholarship program through. Yes. That too. There, right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, again, because Aoyama Gakuin is such a prestigious university in its own right, I think that um, dropping out is less of an option because then you're throwing away your academic part because karate is what's allowing you to stay there, right? So yeah, there's it's like an more, athletic scholarship, right? Yeah, exactly. So mm. there's more pressure on the students to um, to uh, you know stay with the karate club. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's one concept that was really interesting to me was that first years have to wear a white belt. Yeah, and so that that too is very interesting. It kind of goes back to that uh, humility aspect where yeah. you know you're starting from square one. You're coming in here, even though you might be like a Nidan or something like that. Yeah, and there, and it's kind of like you know what? No, you're you're new here, and you need to earn your stripes, and you need to do what you need to do to understand how things work and uh yeah that was very interesting to see i mean they participate in all the training sessions they are white belts but some of them were just absolute killers you know they're they're very skilled and they're actually some a lot of them are black belts but they have to wear the white belt because that's part yeah. of being a freshman right yeah exactly and, and i just and couldn't imagine some people accepting that here right they'd be like oh i'm a black belt i, yeah. I don't want to wear a white belt Exactly. <laughs> and, and it's those cultural differences. But I think it's, yeah. it's just the, those, I guess it's such a significant thing, but also a minor thing. But just even changing of the bells just teaches you that you have a lot more to learn and the learning isn't yeah. done yet. Right. Yeah. And I feel like you are really sometimes in, unfortunately, I feel like in, in Western culture, you know, it's kind of, it's hard to kind of, um, you know, bow your head down or, or, um, you know, just lower yourself a little bit sometimes because you're like, no way, I've, I've earned what I've got and I'm not going to give this up. And I guess yeah. it's a, a sense of self-entitlement, right? Yeah. And that's a beauty about, I find, you know, not every culture is perfect. And living in Japan, I, I did learn that. But I think that that's one amazing thing about Japanese culture is, is being able to kind of, again, lower yourself and understand that, look, I have so much to learn there's so much to do right yeah it's a weird uh pros and cons right i mean having a a a hierarchical structure has its advantages but at the same time you do get those people that uh you know (laughs) abuse it so to speak (laughs) yeah yeah for sure right yeah yeah you know i i i think i think there's that there's that aspect too where um uh, you know, I think there's someone, there's always bad apples in, in for sure. Right. And for sure, you know, unfortunately, sometimes, uh, I feel bad for, you know, some of the juniors who are abused in that sense. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. So like, um, being a healthcare professional, what are your thoughts about the excessive drinking aspect of it when you're in university? Because you don't have a choice. Like yeah. the gashikus that they have, it'll yeah. be 12 a.m. And the sensei would be like, you have to drink as much as you can of that bottle. <laughs> and they're just yeah. like, oh, 
Yeah. And then <laughs> 20 minutes later, everybody's lined up in front of the bathroom, just puking yeah. their guts out. But I mean, I'm looking at this, I'm saying, well, how can you train at 6 a.m. the next morning doing that? It's just, yeah. is that good for perform? I, what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> <laughs> it's a really interesting aspect of Japanese culture. And I feel like Nomikai exists. For those okay. who are listening, it, it exists not uh, not just in Saikate, but just in the general culture, right? Yeah. Uh, work culture as well, and 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 all 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 other things. But you know, for one, as a healthcare professional, yeah, seeing that, I'm like, you know, this cannot be good for <laughs> the physical health by any means. And you know, I'm just looking at these guys, and I'm like, how's your liver alive at this yeah. moment? I'm just so nervous for them. And um, you're right, they get up at. You know, they're going until, uh, like, they're going until 3 a.m. in the morning. Oh, my they God. They wake up at 6 yeah. or 7 in the morning, and, yeah. it's, and it's go time. And yeah. the students show up. Like, I remember we would wake up, and we are all destroyed. And we are just so tired out of our mind for one. Um, you know, some of the students who, who had to drink more are just, they're hungover completely. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> And I remember moments where we're just going hard in class and I look over (laughs) and I see the student and he's on the brink of throwing up, but he's holding it in and you just smell the sweat, the sweat smells of alcohol, beads of alcohol. And it's just pouring, you know, those beads of sweat coming out and they're pale as ghosts, but they, they grind through it. And by the end of it, it's a two and a half, three hour training session. It's almost as though they've worked it out of them. And then it it's repeats, and that goes on for five days at least. So have you have you yourself like were you forced to drink, or did you kind of have a, a go to move? Yeah. You know, get out of the <laughs> pour it into someone you else's know, drink. I I fortunately was, um, you know, I. They treated me kindly. Let, let's just say so. I I was I did have to have a drink. But I was never forced if I was like, you know what, I, I'm done. They oh. were like, yep, it's totally fine. Like, you oh. know, I, I guess it depends. There were some moments where a new instructor I would meet and they'd be like, no, you're, 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 you're drinking. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, but for the, for the most part, my, my circle, they were, they were good about it. You know, I was, I was fine. And yeah, I, I would, I'd be that guy who nurses his beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I came yeah. up with all these different tactics. I, I made friends with the first years and I'd be like, hey, you know you know, I'll, I'll help you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's actually hilarious because once you bond with them, it's this camaraderie and it's hilarious because they knew that I wasn't a huge drinker. So they would pour that shochu, which is this um, Japanese shochu. It's like is a sake. The, yeah, it's like sake. I'm just trying to think. Sake is from rice, right? And shochu is from potatoes, I think. Oh man, I don't or, know. Or is, it, or is it vice versa? I can't look. That that tells you how much I yeah. I, I drink. But um, yeah, the, it's funny because it's clear as water, and yeah. they they would start pouring honey around the table, and here I am looking at it like, no, my gosh, please, I don't want any. And the students will look at me like, I got you. They pour me a glass of water. I got you. Just just pretend this is shochu. <laughs> I'm like, perfect, thank you. <laughs> And so I was able to survive the night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't understand the, the shochu craze, though. It tastes horrible. 
Yeah, you know, it's it's definitely an acquired taste, and um, it's diluted I think, with water. <laughs> yeah, diluted in water, and sometimes it's hot. I don't know. It's just I can't. I, you know, I like when I was in Japan, I enjoyed I enjoyed the beers, but uh, you know, nothing really beyond that for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's. it's well, you know, it's funny because I was I was talking to some instructors, and they they really believe that what you do after training is as important than what you're doing in training. I'm not 100% on board with that, but what I mean is like going out and drinking and socializing with people, that's a a very important aspect of of operating a dojo and and maintaining like a healthy community. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? You know, I, you know, I'm, I'm a believer in that. I think that, um, I think it's incredibly important to build that relationship and camaraderie because again, it's almost like this military-like system, especially in the universities. Um, but I guess even in in the dojos outside of that, um, you know, there there is that drinking culture, or just the culture where you where you get together at someone's house. Yeah, or, you know, mm-hmm. and I think that's super important because these are the people who you are going to battle with every day to, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, build yourself personally, but also you're helping the other person become. A better person, not only just the physical aspect, but mm-hmm. uh, as we know, karate, there's that spiritual and mental aspect. And yeah. so I think that, that, that it is important to become close to those um, you're, you're essentially training with. Um, it's, I just see that it can only just create good energy and um, mm-hmm. really up the intensity of trainings uh, without any hesitations, right? So, Yeah, because, I mean, do you feel that that... that online trainings are covering that aspect though because i mean if you're following a class online perhaps from a physical sense you are getting the training that you want but do you still feel that can it stop you from feeling isolated um yes and no i think that as human beings we want close actual physical connection you know being able to sit in front of your friend or family and communicate with them and hang out and even physical touch like a handshake or, or a hug you know i think that those things we didn't really realize was such an important aspect until mm-hmm. covid19 hit and i think that the online trainings are it's the next best thing and it's and it's the best compromise that we can have i think that it is really inspiring to see a global community, a global group and yeah. community of Karateka who come together, who want to train and still want mm-hmm. to um, kind of come together. So I guess there's energy built off that and there is that connection. Um, and you are getting that physical exercise, but at the end of the day, you are training just physically on your own, right? Yeah. So um, it's, it's, it's it's tough times right now, you know, um, with For sure. the pandemic, it's you know, not being able to have that freedom. Yeah, yeah definitely. It's, um, it's nice to see that people are going out of their way and, and producing content and, and sharing their classes with people and, and that there have been people who have been trying to bring the community together. So that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I'm just trying to isolate what, because I, I know some people are still struggling, even though there are those online classes, even though there are, like, how do we, like, what can they do to 
to light that fire up. What do you think? It's a kind of a right tricky one, eh? Yeah, you know that that's a tough one. Um, I know some places are doing kind of like a socially distant training. It just really depends on which country. Yeah, said person is in right in in Canada in Calgary at least in my city. Um, you know, dojos are able to be back up and running, but with limited capacity and having that distance. So mm-hmm. I guess if one really craved that ability to train in the same room as other people, that's that's one way to kind of get that fire lit again. But, um, you know, until then, I mean, there's no real replacement, unfortunately. I can't really think of anything that I feel would be uh, a good replacement aside from doing online classes. I mean, as a competitor... You want to get fired up. I mean, for me, in the old classic way is listening to some music or watching videos that inspire you, right? And, Mm -hmm, you know, YouTube has just a a huge variety of content that you can look at of competition videos um, that would just get you hyped up or even movies, something like Creed. (laughs) <laughs> oh. that, that that gets my that gets my blood flowing so <laughs> you gotta take up boxing then <laughs> oh, exactly. oh my gosh i cannot imagine that's a whole oh different God. whole different your brain's uh, gonna turn sport. into mush exactly you'll be saying yeah. us like oh yeah that's why they don't say it <laughs> yeah yeah exactly but you know interestingly now that you mentioned that and i was thinking about my time in japan I think that um, most people who go to Japan are going there to learn just the purest form of, we'll say, modern-day karate. Because I guess karate is, the roots is in, you know, the um, the islands in Japan, south of Japan. Mm-hmm. And, but if we're talking like, you know, um, Shotokan karate, right? That, mm-hmm. a lot of people go to Japan to learn at Honbu Dojo, which is amazing, and, and they learn all these things, but if you kind of pay attention to some of the things that the instructors teach, there are a lot of aspects of judo and boxing yeah. that, that's, that's integrated into the training, actually. And at the university, I remember Takechiro Sensei, my, my instructor, who I have tremendous respect for, he was, he was brilliant. He was this pure katika that just had this brilliant understanding of how to use implement judo or he's a showdown in judo yeah he's a judo like he is he is amazing well the whole family right for for that and he knew (laughs) and then he would he would implement boxing techniques like he would be he was a very realist you know so it was very interesting Mm. because you know Aoyama Gokin is such a strong university when it came to competition but and so people would think that we do competition-based training. And it's not, it, it, was, it was far from that, actually. It was actually polar opposite. Our training was actually very old school, if you will. We mm. didn't do, you know, strategy drills where, we're, okay, if someone comes in, we're going <laughs> to execute it. And I think that that's a misconception. Yeah. We're not like, uh, you know, I think that... Get that point. We think that we go to, we are going to the source to learn all these secrets, and there are no secrets. It's just hard training. But 
he would, um, you know, uh, we would do a lot of real life training where it's real life scenarios where karate is applied to your everyday life. And so there would be moments where, you know, we get tight in the pocket and we're learning mm-hmm. judo techniques to, you know, if we grapple with someone or we're really tight in the pocket, how can we implement mm-hmm. a karate slash boxing like mm-hmm. movement or technique? And it was so interesting to see that uh, being integrated in. In, in into the trainings um so yeah i mean who knows maybe i'll take up judo or boxing one day right yeah did you did you grapple with we, yeah yeah we we did we um we did judo uh drills and so we would start off with um you know a lot of the roles uh we'd be doing um crawls on the floor uh i don't know the exact names for them but, yeah yeah you know, I, I i i know you did something similar at the university as well um so we would do all those flips and rolls to start off and uh how do how to kind of like uh brace your fall or break your fall mm-hmm. and then we would get into grappling we would uh, grapple until submission so we would do mm-hmm. dogi chokes we would um you know uh you know learn learn some some other arm locks or whatever yeah. it was and yeah that was so interesting yeah it's it's too bad in a way that that's not um, a vital part of training nowadays, though. Yes. And and I don't blame a lot of the the JK instructors when they they go abroad and and they have a seminar, and it's very much focused on the basics. Yeah. But I don't blame them to do that because most people, in their minds, they think they're executing things a certain way, mm. but in reality, their basics are not consolidated. So they kind of have to go back to the basics and and explain people and that's a big thing in your mind right like you think you do it in a certain way but actually you're not yeah and yeah no i i completely agree i think that you know basics are are the foundation for everything and if you cannot execute the basics correctly then you're not going to do anything else correctly yeah, because your movements and technically, and uh, you know, you're not, you're not doing it properly. It's it's almost like trying to be a sprinter without learning how to walk. You yeah, know? And exactly. Where you walk, it's that classic saying, and so it it really mm-hmm. is true. And so, um, yeah, you know, I I I give all the props to the JK instructors for being able to. You know, travel across the world and be like, hey, look, guys, we're going to focus on your basics today because that <laughs> is the most important aspect. And again, I think that people who haven't been to Japan, um, and not, 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 not everyone, I think that it's just for some people who think that, oh, you know, there must be some sort of secret technique or secret ways of training. Yeah. Of training. And there are secret, uh, not secret, but um, creative ways of training. But I think that they think that it's, you know, it's a lot fancier than what it is. But really, when you get down to it, even at, in the universities at Sohombu Dojo, it's, it's basics, 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 basics. And a lot of times, that was the most gruesome training. Because yeah. you're doing three hours of basics training and just you're going up and down the dojo and you're just repetition, repetition, repetition. Yeah. That is so much harder, in my opinion, than yeah. doing free sparring. For a good couple hours. Yeah. Right? No, for sure. Absolutely. And and the thing is, is like, let's say you're in a Zenkutsu Dachi, right? Yeah. And you're not closing your hips all the way through to square it up. Yeah. 
right? Even if it's just like a centimeter difference, that one centimeter could be the difference between taking a break or, or feeling like you're putting a lot of effort. Yeah. And then every time you're doing it that bad, 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 you're just making yourself gradually worse and worse. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that's the kind of, uh, and then, yeah, yeah. You challenge. start to develop poor habits, right? When yeah. you do basics and it's not proper and, Look, I'm not here to say that I'm a master of basics. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm still a student of karate and even I need tweaking. But with that said, I think that if we don't refine our basics and we neglect it. Well, then again, it starts to become a habit where, mm-hmm. as you said, you know, we're not closing our hips properly. Our foot positioning isn't in the right place. We're rotating on our toes, not our, not, not the mm-hmm. heel in the direction that we want to go and. These small little little things seem so minor, but then they're again they just become poor habits, and then mm-hmm. it's harder in as you grow older to be able to make these adjustments. Yeah, and it's mm-hmm. so vital to uh, really, you know, uh, get down to the fine details, and and that would just make everything better. I think that you'll feel better with your karate. You'll feel more powerful because technically you're more sound and you're able to generate more power mm-hmm. or more speed. And so it's only going to help improve everything else. Right. And, uh, and you know, you're, you're just going to feel better in training. And I think maybe also you'll feel a little less sore after the training, right? Because yeah. you're it right. So. Do, do you feel that karate is a, is a good tool for mental health? And why do you think it's yeah. not referred a lot of the times? Like I, I couldn't say for Europe or other parts of yeah. the world, but it doesn't seem to me like the doctors are going to refer someone to do karate. They'll say, "Oh, you yeah. should do yoga. You should meditate." Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah, what do you, think? you know. Well, I guess from a healthcare professional standpoint, and being a nurse myself, I think that I guess the one hesitation of referring people to do karate is the fear of head trauma. And I guess that um, for those who don't do karate, they don't understand that karate, you know, has other elements, uh, you know, kihon, kata, even kumite can be gohon kumite or, you know, just kihon kumite where it's just basic. And you don't have to do free sparring all the time. So I, I guess that's one hesitation for health healthcare professional in telling their patient, like, hey, go do karate, go do a contact sport. Yeah, for sure. Right. Mm. And, and there's just the fear of head trauma. But... Mm. Definitely, I think that um, it is incredibly beneficial for one's mental health because karate is an outlet and not an outlet, so to speak, to be this uncontrolled physical freak where you're just going and knocking out your partner. (laughs) Yeah, you know, being super gung-ho and wanting to punch the walls. But, you know, know, physical activity in general um, is incredibly good for for mental health. And, um, you know, I think that karate teaches a lot about yourself. It is a team thing where you train with the students in the class, but it's a very individual um, martial arts. Mm -hmm. Or if we're talking competition, it's it could be a very individual sport because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, when you're in there, you're in there alone, right? You have your partners mm. cheering you on, but 
it's not like hockey or basketball where you're passing each other the puck or the ball. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, it's it's a very it's a lot of teamwork. Interesting. Um, and so so you learn a lot about yourself, and you learn a lot about self discipline and how to take control of uh, yourself just mentally. Mm. And um, as I said, I think that it, that it's a, that it's a good outlet. And uh, again, it's 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 a way of life, as cheesy mm-hmm. as, that, as that may sound, but it really helps you with other aspects of life outside of cut and being able to have this new outlook on things and see things differently. How, you know, um, uh, I feel like for me personally, for example, you know, in, in, in competition, there's, it's, you're in the ring a lot of times about to fight someone in front of you. And it's this calm before the storm and, you know, and once a once a fight starts too, you're not balancing and running around the ring in in fear and and with anxiety. Like, don't get me wrong. When I'm personally for me, when I'm in ring, my heart is racing, and that's just me personally. And it's not necessary that I fear the opponent in front of me, but it's just the nerves and anxiety in in in, in general. I can't explain what it is exactly. But in that moment, in that moment of just wanting to literally have my my heart beat out of my chest, you know, I'm maintaining this calm in this poker phase. And mm-hmm. I think that transitions into everyday life where, especially mental health, where something might be just setting you off and, and, and you're you're having a hard time. And then you're able with through karate and what you've learned is that you've learned, okay, you know what, this is going on. I'm just going to mm-hmm. process this. I'm going to take a moment to to digest this. And, okay, what can I do to just turn this around here? Mm-hmm. Where can I find the calm in this storm right now? And I think that that's what karate teaches you. It's so, yeah, it's so interesting. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. wow, this can go in, in so many different directions. Yeah. Um, I don't, mm, let me think about this. Because, obviously, Funakoshi was against competition, right? Yeah. But from what you were describing, you were saying that when you're in a competition, all these stressors happen, and then how you cope with it is is a good learning tool. Yeah. So that's obviously, you can argue, that's a benefit of competition. But w- what happens if you're not able to, when fight or flight hits, what happens if you, if you flight or you right. freeze? Right. Like that could potentially be a, an amazing learning experience, but it could also be the worst learning experience, right? Yeah. I mean, well, how do you turn that around? I mean, for one, if you freeze, it'd probably be a very painful, painful <laughs> experience where you know you're 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 gonna get uh, clipped mm-hmm. if you're fighting. But you know, I think that it's um, it's still a learning tool. I I don't think that. Uh, you know, it's again, it's that human element coming into play, and we're we're bound to hesitate and freeze, and mm-hmm. we have those flight moments, and um, and it's just a way to kind of reflect after, right? And Definitely, it's a way to kind of look and be like, hey, this is what happened. What can I do differently? Yeah, it's really having that mindset of always learning. And uh, I think that regardless, even if uh, you do a good job in maintaining that calm, or if you don't, you, you just build off that. 
Mm-hmm. And, well, uh, mm, I definitely think that there's some lessons you can get out of competition. Um, I remember my first All Japan that I participated, um, I was in the court and next to me was Riki Aimura yeah. and Inokoshi and uh, Shimizu. Yeah. And it's funny, in my head I checked out. I said, I don't belong here. Um, I'm not going to do well against these people. Yeah. And and I when fight or flight and freeze popped up, I said, I'm going to flight. Yeah. So yeah. when I'm when I'm there and competing against them, I I just gave up. I mean, yeah. I, I didn't face them per se. I faced like some other person. But yeah. But I remember afterwards, I'm thinking, you know, why did I choose run? Why yeah. didn't I choose to fight? Right? Why did I check out like that? And and in a way, I don't know. Some people may always choose flight. Yeah. And they may never have had that opportunity to choose fight. Yeah. But I guess competition does give you opportunities to say, okay, well, here's a situation where you have to choose now. And, yeah. you know, it could be a good learning experience, I think. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think that with more opportunities, if it, if it was available to us especially, I think that in, in your situation too, I think that if you stayed in Japan for a longer period of time, that, that um, you know, part of that feeling that you experience where you're like, you know, I, I kind of checked out because I know exactly what you mean. When I competed my first all Japan champ, all, all Japan uh, championships, it was kind of the same idea. You know, you look around and there's all these people that like I've seen on video or seen training. Yeah. So home yeah. And I'm like in there, right. You know, a lot of them are, are my idols, so to speak. You know, I looked yeah. up to them and I'm like, Holy crap, I'm going to be competing against these guys. And, you know, you um, you you kind of have that self doubt or hesitation, and but I think that uh, again, these these are learning tools, as you said, and and, mm-hmm. and and opportunities. And I think that you just build off that, and you know, hopefully, if one has that chance again to yeah. do competition again, and and I hope for those who do compete, <clears throat> and it has happened, I I, mm-hmm. I hope that they don't feel discouraged just because they didn't do well. Exactly. Um, yeah. You know, and because again, competition, it depends on how you look at it. You know, some people are yeah. are all about that, you know, I need to win first place. This is what it means mm-hmm. to me. But it means something different for everyone. And I think that's important that again, karate is a very individual thing. Yeah. So in in, in, in my mind at least, and I feel that you need to do it for yourself. And if you're competing, you know, don't worry about what your teammates think mm-hmm. or what so and so think. Just do the very best that you can for mm-hmm. yourself. And no matter the result, you build off that. And hopefully, again, those who have done competition don't feel discouraged by losing in the first round and being eliminated and never wanting to do it again. I just mm-hmm. hope that you continue to build off that and be like, you know what? I'm going to persevere a little bit. I'm going to train. And then the next competition, I'm going to do it again. And I think that with time, that those results are going to be better. And again, results not in the sense that you're going to place mm-hmm. higher, but you're going to notice this change or yeah. a switch in the mind where you're like you know what i was able to turn it on today and it yeah. may not be the results that i wanted but i turned it on and yeah 100 uh, percent. everybody in their own like everybody deserves to be there right and and everybody is worth it uh, honestly i'm not a big fan of uh competition culture at where it could go yeah. because definitely it is a lot of uh, I, I don't even know how to describe it, but 
it's people trying to walk over each other to to get yeah. the goal, right? I, I, I'm not a big fan of that. But I mean, I guess there are still... Uh, I I remember um, watching a university competition. It was uh, Team Kumite. And um, at the time, the university where I trained, the members that were there, they didn't have any previous karate experience. Yeah. So they would come in as white belts, and but then they would have to compete against people that are have already got their black belts and and not just that but they're top level students and yeah. and and you would watch them compete and and they were just getting destroyed yeah getting destroyed and yeah. but in a funny way the guys that were good in competition like the other school they couldn't score points on them <laughs> because they were rough they were they didn't know like they they didn't know how to compete properly but so the yeah. other guys couldn't really score on them but they they wanted so hard to not disappoint their instructor. And it, it was really hard for me to watch, to be honest. Yeah. And like, sorry, go ahead. And at the end of it, they obviously they were crying and they were ashamed of their performance. And, and, you know, but to me that it was, it was beautiful to watch people do their best, like no matter what. And even if they didn't have like, the any chance of winning that they were going to do their best anyway and and you know i don't those guys they dropped out right so they they they're not training anymore so you you see what i mean like to me i would have looked at that and say you guys are the best like the way you performed the way you did like you guys are amazing that's how i would view it but because there is such a sporting environment well oh well that's embarrassing because we got destroyed by the other school that's what i don't like about what um the competition culture could bring out yes is that yeah anyway yeah no i i I totally agree and as much as personally i like to compete i mean i've I've had a long competition career so to speak Mm -hmm. but on the flip side yeah it is really that's sport element uh, that's being introduced into karate and uh, i'm not saying that's necessary just a bad thing i think there's pros uh. and cons but i think yeah one of the cons of that is just this need to perform for others and uh, feeling disappointed that you know with uh, that competition aspect and uh yeah it's just something that um there needs to be a fine balance you know and i think that um if we're too strong and one-sided with having a high focus on just sport element of karate, then that's unfortunately what's going to happen, right? And um, it brings out this ego in people. And, you know, yeah. uh, times have we seen where someone wins and they're kind of running around the ring and throwing their hands in the air. And yeah, I just find that so disrespectful or just like throwing your hand in the air and being on mm. your knees and, so like, I don't, that for me is not karate, you know, I think yeah. that it's lost that element of respect in, in that sense. And, you know, whether you win or lose, you bow properly, you bow with respect and then whatever you want after is fine. You know, behind closed doors is kind of how I see it. And so, um, yeah, I, I feel like again, competition is, is good in the sense in that it brings up this competitor fire in you makes you want to do better yeah mm-hmm. right it, it, it's actually really good in in in, in a in a sense and it gives you something uh to work towards especially you know as you're younger 
And um, I think that, uh, you know, as, as you get older, it's not that competition isn't important, but I think the focus kind of changes, right? And I think that my perspective is a little bit different. I'm still, I guess you could say, uh, mm. younger in karate years, but just my focus is uh, when I was younger, it's, you know, you're kind of bored with like yeah. key in class and learning all these things. And you're like, I just yeah. want to compete. I want to train to compete. Yeah. And um, I think that that changes as as you get older and, and, and there's a different uh, fire you can build off of. And so again, competition, I think is, is, is important in, in one sense, especially as you are younger, I feel, but um, you know, it's not perfect in any sense. And yeah. I do agree that we do have to be careful with, um, you know, how deep we dive into it. Right. It's, I don't know if it's just a bunch of mumbo jumbo, but definitely what I've learned with, with my father is, is when we look at people and how we evaluate their karate, it's the effort and their soul is really what you evaluate whether that was a good kata or not. And yeah. I don't know, but I can kind of see that when people perform. Yeah, I can see that they're putting everything into it, and and this is who they are. Mm-hmm. And maybe I'm full of crap. I don't know, but yeah. but but other other katas are more just trying to execute the techniques in a, in a sharp and, 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 um, aesthetic way. Yes. Yeah. Is that a fair assumption? Can you yeah. see that? Or is that, or is that unfair to say, because maybe they're burying their soul and they look pretty at the same time. Like, <laughs> what can I say? Right. I don't know. Like, but can you see that? Because for me, I, I definitely have a sense that like, obviously you do have to execute techniques properly, but yeah. at the same time, when someone really puts everything into it, it's it's beautiful to see that. And 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 I don't like it when other people like it's important to have a good dojo culture where everybody's supportive of each other. It's not like oh look at the way they're doing this or that. It's like everybody's kind of helping each other out. That's very important um, to think. But like yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, I think that um, it kind of goes hand. Obviously, I think that with proper fundamentals and basics, as we mentioned. And if you're executing that with your best effort, aesthetically, mm. it's just going to come up better looking. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, if, if you're flailing your arms and you're giving your best and you're throwing your arms around, yeah, you're going to look a little bit silly, right? And so I think that part of it is an effortless aesthetic outcome Yeah. where it's a really nice kata. It's done really well. Yeah, and the other part is the flashy element where it's more pretty, and this is yeah. where it's purposefully done to make it look more flashy, and definitely <laughs> in competition. Um, you know, have you have you done that? Have you done that yourself? Hey, admittedly, uh, <laughs> I thought, yes, yes. Yeah. I'm not, not going to sit here and can I swear on this? podcast <laughs> you <laughs> do know, whatever it, you know it's i'm not gonna bullshit you you know yeah. i think that competition versus dojo training it's a little bit different and it's not that i'm i will i look i don't slap my dogi you know i don't do oh, anything you know, to that, that a thing? you know i don't or i don't like bark when i when i do a technique it's not that but you know like some things you know like you kind of switch up the timing of things you know you kind of go slow then boom 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 you're super fast and slow and it just makes it look more dynamic and more 
more again aesthetically pleasing is that really necessary and is that necessary for application into real life which is what kata is right yeah. we're applying it to kumite or or real life situation is that necessary no but for competition you know is kind of switching up that timing and and kind of you know having that that face you know that that you're that you're really into it i think those, those are important face. and i think there's part a of fake it, face <clears throat> you think there's you know, a fake face there's a cut uh, face? You know, it's it's in the mode phase, so game mode okay. phase. Okay. <laughs> you know, I, I think that you have yeah. to kind of have that. And I think that depends on how you look at it. You're either being flashy or being too pretty. Or two, you're actually putting a lot of effort That's into true. what you're doing, right? And so, um, you know, I've tried to really, because it's hard not to, I mean, there are competitors out there who you look at their kata or, or why not? Yeah, holy! That is like that is flawless. That looks beautiful. That yeah. is so aesthetically pleasing. But then on the flip side, is that like, okay? Where is that practical element, right? And so yeah. I try to maintain that and uh, uh, try not to get too caught up in wanting to do anything that's too flashy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I I don't think I don't. I'm not sure if people know this but for anybody to participate at the all japan you have to qualify for it right yeah so you qualified through tokyo prefecture that's yeah. that's quite the feat yeah you yeah know, let's 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 talk about that for a bit. <laughs> you know i think that that for me personally was one of um my best achievements competition wise um, of course yeah that's a big that, deal i i you know it's strange i in both you know, I've, I've competed Fortunately, I've been able to compete uh, not only locally and provincially, but uh, and nationally, but internationally as well. And you know, those don't get me wrong, have been one of the best experiences of of, of my life. But personally, for me, one of the greatest uh, greatest accomplishments uh, for me was to place at the Tokyo Championships. So. I competed at the All Tokyo, All Tokyo Championships. Uh, yeah, for, the province, the whole province. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Big Prefecture deal. tournament. And um, I ended up placing third in Kata. And uh, I competed against, you know, some pretty cool people. You know, I, I don't know their names exactly, but there were some guys who came from Naka Sensei's dojo. And mm-hmm. I remember I competed against Taniyama Sensei's son. Yeah. Which uh-huh. you know he's he's not as well known as his father, but uh, it was really cool to see that as this next wave in generation because mm-hmm. Haniyama Sensei, I would watch him on video, like champ video, when I was young. And oh yeah, I watched those a lot too. Yeah, right. And yeah. I'm watching this guy, and he's like my idol, and all of a sudden I'm like, hold on, this is guy who looks exactly like him, just a younger, small, you know, smaller version. I'm like, that's his son. I'm competing against his son, and oh uh, yeah, junior. Yeah, junior. It was a little <laughs> bit of a surreal experience. And yeah. here I am. And for me, I felt always it was this interesting thing. And maybe it was just a me thing. You know, I don't think that the Japanese people saw me any differently. They maybe thought you were Japanese. That's the thing. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the hardest part because oh here I am in Japan. And I'm blending in with everyone else. Because, you know, the first thing for those who don't know, I'm... I'm a Chinese Canadian. Okay. And so my roots are from mainly from like, you know, the Hong Kong area. And I was born in Canada. And I don't, as far as I know, I have no Japanese blood in me. Um, and so here I am in Japan. 
<laughs> no one knows that I'm Chinese Canadian. For one, they don't even only know. Only they knew. <laughs> only, only I knew, and and well, and then my instructors, right? And so <clears throat> here I am, blending with everyone else. But then my dogi says my Chinese character last name. Yeah. yeah. And so they kind of look at me like, huh, that's interesting. This guy's probably some halfer, right? That's that's what they're thinking. Uh-huh. But anyways. Uh-huh. No one knows I'm this foreigner there. And yeah. I feel a little bit awkward because it was, I just remember when the guy was calling my name, like the competitor list. And he's like, you know, saying all, all the Japanese names. And all of a sudden he's like, Chin Thomas. And everyone's looking around. <laughs> they're, they're looking for this foreigner guy. They're, they're like a white for, guy. Like a white guy. Because that's <laughs> your typical image of, of, of a typical Canadian, you know? So looking yeah. around for this Caucasian guy and they're like, where is this guy? And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, and they look at me, they're like, you? you. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's wrong with you? Oh, you know, that yeah. face of confusion, you know, yeah. and it's hilarious because I'm like, maybe this is my ticket to throw them off during, during, during this yeah. competition. And, um, and so it's funny because, you know, obviously it's a Chinese last name and then uh, uh, English first name or vice versa, I guess. In, in, in Japan, my first name would be, would be Chin. And then my name is Thomas, and they're like, that is so weird. So, but anyways, I'm competing against these guys, and, um, uh, you know, we, we went through the rounds, and honestly, I didn't know. I had a little bit of self-doubt, and I'm not going to lie, because I, I, it was my, one of my first major tournaments in Japan. And there was a lot of pressure for me because, again, it's back to that competition aspect, right? And yeah. it's a sport element that I'm like, you know mm-hmm. what, I need to do well, not only for myself, but my peers because they have helped get me to where I am. Yeah, yeah. And I felt so much pressure to perform. And, um, you know, fortunately, I, I made it to the finals and I did uh, the Kata Unsu. <clears throat> and um, it, uh, it was probably, and I'm not trying to say that I would have placed any higher, but it was probably one of my not so great Unsus. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I yeah. felt like I didn't perform the best that I wanted, but again, I managed to place third, which is really uh, incredible. I, I was incredibly mm-hmm. happy about that. I felt so good, um, and fortunately, being able to place in the top four led me to compete at the All Japan Championships, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that experience too was rather surreal because again. All these years, I'm I'm watching it on film, and um, I visited Japan. I I went to Japan just uh, for vacation before I went and and lived there for a short period of time. But yeah, you know, I went and saw the All Japan Championships, and and I always thought like, oh my gosh, like you know, like what a incredible tournament, and yeah, uh, I never thought that one day I would be able to compete in that tournament, and uh, yeah, that was that was quite quite amazing. Yeah, it's definitely it's a it's a major feat to accomplish, and that's um, yeah. that's pretty amazing that you did that actually. Because uh, for you to do it in both kata and kumite, it's it's very difficult. Like you said, it's it's the top four per prefecture. Yeah, that go. Yeah. It's not like oh, okay, I'm gonna go to the nationals. No, like you you yeah. can't just go. You have to qualify. Yeah, exactly. and it's it's uh, it's amazing that you did it um, at Tokyo particularly because for JKA in particular, that's where majority of the the strong dojos are at right yeah you know tokyo is a very strong um uh prefecture it's uh as as you said there's a lot of good competitors and 
uh, I just remember being there again, just being amazed, right? Um, yeah. I'm like, wow, I, I can take take part in this. So yeah, that was, I guess it's it's that part that makes me the most proud. I think that, yeah, again, the first thing be very happy about, thank you, thank you. Yeah, you but, should be. Uh, it was also the the whole idea that, wow, I, I qualified to compete at the All Japan, Champion, all, all, all Japan Championships, which mm. in my mind, don't get me wrong, the World Championships is a high competition. Yeah. Uh, high skilled, uh, you know, tournament because anyone, for the most part at least, most people who compete at the world championships have to qualify to represent their country. And this is not for me to knock down or put down any country out there or any competitors. They are very high level, but the All Japan Championships, you know that all across the board, from all prefectures, those who are there are high level. Every single yeah. competitor from from bottom up, top to bottom, <laughs> every single one is yeah. they're technically sound. What like they're gonna give you a run for your money every single yeah. every single match. And so it was one of the most elite and high level competitions uh, I have ever been a part of in my it's life. A, it's interesting. It, it's interesting because um, a lot of those competitors um, they come from a local dojo, right? And in their local dojo or surrounding area, they're like the big fish in that pond, right? And they're <laughs> kind of walking around like, oh, this is the... But when you go to... They're all like that, right? So yeah. everybody has the pride yeah. of being, you know, the their, the guy or woman yeah, yeah. from that yeah. area, right? So yeah. it's, it's, there's no easy fight, I think. No, no, not at all. Especially Definitely. when there's that pride involved, right? Like they're going to yeah. fight literally to, to the death. Yeah. And you're especially all Japan championships as as men. Yeah. Um, you, we're not fighting with gloves. I mean, That's I mean, a major yeah, game changer. There's, there's no gloves, and some guys yeah. go in there without their mouth guard too. And there, <laughs> it's just it's game time. Like this is not this Scary. is now right, and it is now it's taking away from the sport element. Now it's still sport because no matter what, it's competition. Yeah, but now it's you're getting a little bit more real and raw to that to that philosophy of one hit one kill in karate, right? You're we're not you're not wearing your protective guards and you're just yeah. going there and, and this is as as real as it can get in that moment and uh, yeah. that will bring out the fire in people because now it's really you're in a situation where it's like you don't have that protection of Love. gloves and mouth guards and all that cut you open and now, lose yeah. a tooth. Yeah. The tooth, yeah, yeah, and like, how many, like, how many Chaos. people did we see in Japan, Karateka, who have no teeth? I, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would say that there's at least a fifty percent right. rate of a missing tooth, and it, it's it's yeah. In in that moment, it, it just brings up again that fire and that and that uh, fight or flight scenario, yeah. and um, you know that every fight is gonna be a dog fight, you know, yeah. like you're. You're in there to to fight for your life. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's a lot of weird intricacies in the culture and, and pride. Like a lot of people have a lot of pride. I remember one of the all Japan's I had to qualify was at the Hombu Dojo. Yeah, and I had to fight, and there was only going to be one representative, so I, I had to fight the Kenshuse, who yeah. at the time was the he graduated as the captain of the Takushoku University. Oh yeah, and that's an elite level university too. But I was like. I don't know how I pulled that one off, yeah. but after he lost, he actually quit the program. Crazy. Yeah, because, I mean, they were probably counting on him to beat me. 
I don't know, but but he 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 quit. He quit the instructor's training after that. And it, there's so much pressure for for people to. But when you think about it, it's not a big deal, right? It's just a tournament. But I mean, yeah. if for in that bubble, it's it's for some people, it's like make or break, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah, I can't I, lose to a foreigner. How did I lose to this guy? Yeah, exactly. you know I'm so ashamed of myself. How did I lose to thing, him? Right? <laughs> well, I, I guess I guess that's kind of how we see it in hockey, right? Because I, I guess that karate originates from Japan, and so it's their thing. It's it's their bread and butter. Yeah. And if they lose to someone who, again. It's outside. Yeah, they're like, are you freaking kidding me? And look, all props to you. I think that you earned your stripes and you trained hard. You know you did. And mm. and you earned every bit of that win that you had over him in that moment, in that single match that you guys had. But yeah, I, I think that yeah, maybe it's like it's you know, us Canadians, we love hockey. We're like, you know, and if we lose yeah. to like say like <sighs> Say we lost in Japan in hockey at the World Oh, Cup. my God. We, <laughs> Civil we, we, War. We, we, yeah, there would be a riot. And so I, sure. I totally get where they're coming from. But at the same time, I do agree that, look, when you look back at it, you're like, it, it's just competition. You know, there's, there's always another chance to do it again. Right? And so, yeah, I, I personally don't really understand that point. But, you know, some people, yeah, it's, it's, it just depends on your upbringing too, right? And cultural aspect of it. And yeah, if there if there's a lot of pride, then it's it's almost it's it's that hum it's humiliating, right? Yeah. And maybe it's just not being with the face that humiliation again. That is just like you know I'm just gonna step away. And maybe it's yeah. it's maybe it's easier to do that. I don't know what that mindset yeah. was for him, but that probably was. Yeah, uh, he was probably crazy. thinking like, "There's no way I lost to this freaking guy." <laughs> <laughs> and I don't blame him. It's like, yeah. man, you lost to me. You should yeah. quit. <laughs> well, you know, I feel like I had a similar change. I, I don't, I, like, I don't think the guy, the guy didn't have, end up quitting. But I remember well, one of the matches at the Tokyo Championships. I, I, I know the guy kind of looked at me after like, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm kind of oh. standing there like, yeah, 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 you lost. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's me. <laughs> so I don't know. Like it's I'm Go not back sure to exactly. Dojo. Yeah, train exactly. harder. Exactly. Like, <laughs> so yeah, it's pretty interesting, eh? But I'm really happy though that um, it turned out that way because definitely, in we can we can bash Japan all we want, but in, at the same time, when you go to a tournament in another country, I mean. I don't think people are necessarily judging in an objective manner either. Right. I right. mean, it's, it's unfortunate because you want people to go back to your tournament. Yeah. Right? I mean, if someone came from the outside and did well, you think they're just going to stop going and say, oh, look, I won that tournament? No, they're probably yeah. going to want to go again. Yeah. And you know, this is probably good for development of karate, right? And um, being able to really get it more international and, and, and make that connection with people that's yeah. not an isolated bubble, as you said. And uh, yeah, I, I do agree. And whether it's consciously a subconscious, I'm sure some of it is a conscious decision to have a very subjective judging uh, viewpoint where, yeah. they're, you know, I'm not going to let this guy win. Like, who the hell is this guy? 
Yeah. But then I think part of it, unfortunately, is this unknowing uh, subconscious type of bias where they they don't realize that like their flags are being thrown out to the guy that they want to win every time or or, or the guy that they are familiar with. Um, And so, yeah, that unfortunately can be a bit of a can be quite disappointing to see, especially if someone does really well. They're trying to mm-hmm. They're clearly doing amazing, and they're not, you know, advancing further because of judging, right? And I guess yeah. this happens in really any sport or martial art, for that matter. Yeah, it's it's difficult to judge as well, though, because I mean, obviously, at a certain level, people are moving so quick, and it, sometimes it, you can you could have just blinked, and then oh, it happened. Yeah. So I yeah. mean, yeah. It, it, from the judge's perspective, uh, yeah, I, I feel bad, and it's very difficult to do a good job, yeah. right? Well, I mean, but, I know that mm. you did some judging too, right? In in yeah, in, a little bit, yeah. Japan, yeah. So how how was that? Like, do you find that it was hard to kind of with, with the speed of everything going on? Was it? Uh, it wasn't actually because I was training. Right. Right. So yeah. when you're when you're physically um, facing people of the same speed or, or you, you see it regularly in your daily life, yeah. then that just becomes part of, uh, it, there's nothing new going on, but I don't yeah. think that judges per se, and maybe I'm wrong with this, but they don't see this on a daily basis or, right. cause I mean, we would, we would train like twice a day, five, yeah. six days a week. Right. So, I mean, yeah. it's almost like a full-time job. So yeah. we can't expect if you're training two or three times a week, um, to for you to get the same level of comfort, right? If you if you're not exposed to it on a regular basis. Yeah, the, no, that that's, yeah. that that's that's very true. You know, I think that your eye is trained a little differently, especially yeah. when you're in it and doing it, right? Um, so I mean, you know, I feel like it's good to get more, and I've always thought this way. And it's not that I feel strongly in one way or another that you know mm-hmm. the judging isn't good right now. It's not has nothing to do with that. But I think that it would be good for the development of, especially we're going in the direction of competition, to have uh, former competitors, especially, become judges after yeah. competition career, right? Because yeah. they've been in it. They've seen it. It's too hard for us active competitors to to do it because we're competing, obviously, so it doesn't make any yeah. sense. But for those who have now taken a step back and do judging, I think that's that's important because... They really know, right? And uh, they have that wealth of knowledge and experience actually being in it. And, um, and I think that they, they have a different perspective and something that's maybe a little refreshing, so to speak. Yeah, and definitely outside of your, let's say, competition career, you can still contribute as a part of the events because yeah. these are... Uh, these are important to keep that fire going, right? For some yeah. people, I, I I am more leaning on the fence of your motivation should come from within, and not so much on things from the outside, like whether it's um, an, a tournament or a Dan examination or this belt ranking. Because to me. I don't get the craze of the the black belt craze or the Dan the Dan craze. Yeah, yeah, no, same here. Like, I I see very little. I don't want to say little significance. Maybe that's not the right word because it's it's important in some ways. But personally, for me, I don't. Yeah, I personally don't crave as well. Like, oh, I need to be a fifth or sixth Dan because 
it doesn't really change my training or yeah. my outlook or view on what karate is. Yeah. For me, it's, it's, it may be important to have that to be involved in certain technical discussions or being part of a committee or, or an organization where, okay, now we need to start to respect the rank a little bit. Because mm-hmm. I think that's in, in, in any organization, you know, you need to have that seniority. And, and I get it. And I think that's great. But I think just now, as it is, as a competitor, for example, and someone who just trains every day mm-hmm. in, in, in the dojo, uh, I guess it's not really huge significance for me to feel like I need to get, you know, my, my yondan and godan and all that kind of stuff. Right? Well, you know, I'm on the... I honestly, if I had to choose like a perfect rank and just stay, it would probably be Yondan, you know, at the most. But the unfortunate thing is that, you know, there are a bunch of people that are six, seven thans and are capable of of giving shodans and nidans away. So they are essentially dictating the standard, like the international black belt standard. So if you want to have a voice or if you want to have a say in in the standard, you kind of we almost have no choice but to try to get the certain rank just because to rebalance the equation. That's true. I don't know. I don't want it. Yeah. Because, because how do you view the Dan rankings, right? Like how, how do you view a Nidan, Sandan, Yondan? Like what should a Godan, Rokudan know? Right. Well, I like obviously a deeper understanding of technicalities. Um, uh, you know, just a deeper wealth of knowledge of everything and yeah. being able to apply it themselves. Um, and so they should be able to differentiate, you know, um, as you said, you know, someone who is qualified, so to speak, for a showdown yeah. and someone who isn't. I think it should be clear as day for them versus someone who is like, you know, showdown or nidan. Yeah. They don't mm-hmm. have as much say because... I guess they, they just don't have as much uh, experience, right? And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I do agree that, you know, they dictate the standard of these new black belts. And mm-hmm. But I feel, you know, part of it is on the flip side, depending on what organization. I know this can get yeah. very controversial, but now, you know, like, we all know that there's the McDojo, so to speak. <laughs> and you know they're handing out those mick black belts and yeah, yeah. Belt, you know and yeah. it's all about money and so these guys are tank 10th dan yeah. Yeah. um you know um masters at their art and they're handing out black belts everywhere and so just because they're 10th dan doesn't mean anything actually because when you look at their students and when you look at them you're like okay well something doesn't add up here yeah, it's not only physically that they cannot perform, and they're not doing things correctly, but also their philosophy and understanding of karate is so basic. Yeah, they don't understand it. Jumping jacks, let's go. Yeah, exactly. And so it's just <laughs> you know, like it's and oh. so that, it's very watered down, and so that's the problem with with I think Dan rankings at the same time. And so I feel like while some organizations are doing it right and it is important to have these ranks, and again it depends on who you ask. And on the flip side, you have these other organizations that are really doing a disservice to karate. And they yeah. are 
handing out black belts and handing out ranks and they themselves are not qualified. And so then it just makes the legitimacy of it seem a little less uh, important, I guess. Mm -hmm. Uh, It it seems to me, though, that in, let's say, the jujitsu community, where you get your black belt actually has a lot of weight. So I got my black belt at this club or that club. It it seems to have a lot of weight. I'm not sure... I, it seems to me also the cat's out of the bag by what you were saying, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's no, kind of yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, let's let's just call it for what it is. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, there's a big difference. I think if you earn your nidan sandan or whatever, maybe in Japan at the Sohon Budo. Yeah, yeah. It, like we're talking shotokan karate in specific. Yeah. The big difference of earning earning a black belt there it is and locally where you are not to say that if you're outside of japan that you are in fear in it or in in in, in any way yeah your instructor is not as good as though the sohonbu it has nothing to do with that but you know that the standard at sohonbu is consistently high yeah right and um that can't be let's just again call it for what it is that cannot be said or all dojos outside of Sohonbu. For sure. Um, internationally, mm-hmm. and maybe even locally in Japan, right? I think that um, it, it just, it's, it's not happening, you know? So, um, yeah, you know, where that inconsistency kind of comes into play is kind of where I feel like, uh, yeah, we kind of fall into that issue of people being ranked higher than... I guess what they should be. Well, there's one member at our dojo that to me really embodies the philosophy that I love and and he's been training for for 40 years and he's a shodan. And wow. then you ask, yeah, and you ask him like um cuz sensei would tell him like go for your nidan. He's like, "Why? Yeah. What's that going to change?" Yeah. My karate is still going to be the same the next day whether I'm a shodan or nidan. Right. And so that to me is like, "Wow, like you really embody what it's all about and 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 if you were to ask me for example what shodan nidan sandan yondan means like shodan to me once you get your black belt means you're ready to learn now yeah you're you're a true beginner yeah right nidan means you you know how to count all the hand katas at least and your your execution of techniques are much sharper like they're starting to get pretty sharp sandan to me means you you actually know how to fight yeah like, if you had to fight, you can fight. That's what it means yeah. to me. Yeah. When you're yondan, you need to know how to count all the katas. Yeah. Godan, rokudan, you need to know how to count all the katas and know the applications of them. Yeah, for sure. And if you don't know that, to me, like, what's the point of being rokudan? What's the point of it? Yeah, absolutely. Because there is that academic component that that's what's supposed to separate, uh, let's say, a sixth degree to to uh, a third degree i don't know any applications of a lot of katas well that's why i'm freaking that's why i'm not a go rokudan you know yeah yeah no right so it's not just that physical aspect for sure which i think is the focal point of maybe other organizations or or dojos in you know uh who are doing it on their own where it's just like oh well if you can kick this high or if you can perform this kata now you're you're past to be the next level 
Whereas you said, you know, I think that especially in the JK curriculum, it's very, there's that huge academic portion where you need to have a deep understanding and mm-hmm. of cut and really get down to the roots of it. Right. And uh, yeah, I think again, personally for me and kind of touching base on that is that, you know, where I'm at and for what I'm doing, I feel content being at the rank that I'm at. But I think that, um, you know, eventually that may change and I may want to kind of rank up, you know, and uh, get my goal down and further. But I think as it stands today, like I, I don't have that motivation at the very moment to yeah to do any differently. Because again, for me, it's like, what is it going to change? Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. again, maybe I'll get more into it and knowing the applications and all that. But, you know, for what I'm doing, I just personally don't feel like it's it's something that I definitely don't need to feed my ego. Let's just yeah. It's not has nothing to do with that. It's yeah. just whether I want to learn more and get deeper into kate, then I'm going to continue with that. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it has nothing to do with wanting to be more superior over one person, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What yeah. do you kind of... What do you hope to see in in the karate community? Like, what? How do you how do you kind of want things to evolve? Um, you know, I feel like what's happening now is 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 good. I um, yeah, I, I can appreciate the innovation that some people have, and especially with this global pandemic that we're in, the people wanting to kind of teach online or learn online and train online i think that's it's very good that we are embracing that uh uh, i just hope that not only inside the collective community but outside the collective community that we can have a different view on what karate is i feel like Mm -hmm. in north america it's a very huge Oh man! Yeah, right? Oh god! And we can really get into this, but it's like, uh, oh, you know, you guys just yell "haya" and chop, do karate chop with boards, and oh my god! I just yeah. wish that people would understand what it really is like at the source. And I find that um, for anyone doing karate, that I would just take an opportunity if you can, yeah. to travel to Japan, yeah, and just see what it's like there. And I think that. It's a very narrow-minded and naive mindset. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry to say this. But if you feel like you don't need to go to Japan to truly understand what karate is, that's how I feel strongly about it. But uh, I, I, you know, I just wish that there could be a different uh, view on what karate is. Because again, I, I feel yeah. like people take, it, take us seriously. And what not at all. They think not that at we're all. Just, right? They they think that we're yeah. we're just a joke. Yeah, exactly. And you know, I guess at the same time, kind of looking at like, you know, do we need to prove anything to anyone? No, but I just yeah. that it, it's it has nothing to do with that. It's just more so like when you tell someone, oh, I do karate. It's not. It's never a like, oh my god, that is so cool. Like that. Like that is like you know, um, it's very difficult and it's yeah. training and you guys put yourselves through a lot and you know how someone views like a boxer a kickboxer or the image is wrong the image is wrong it's like they think yeah. you just jump in the air and do flying kicks and you do backflips and you're yeah. just a joke yeah. of, a, of a of a of a guy or girl and yeah it's uh i wish that it could change and i'm not sure how but um i just hope that that image slowly starts to turn around and you know i think that 
one benefit of sports is that it has changed that uh, a little bit. And if we look yeah. at Ryoto Machida, right? Machida JK, Karate is the Machida best. Karate. <laughs> From JK, you know, JK Brazil. Yeah. They, it's... I love they, Brazil. Yeah, they... Oh, I love Brazil too. I wish I, love I, those wish guys. I could go there. Oh, Do you know... The uh, have you heard of uh, Weber Almeida? Yes. Oh my God, the that guy! Breed. Yeah, he oh is my incredible. God, I love that guy. If no I've one, never met yeah, him, but for those guy. who don't know him, Google him. He Google is a him. new wave of karate in MMA. The gorilla, like, the, the silverback, yeah, and he is—he's quick. He's just so passionate. It's, it's awesome, and I think that I think his last fight where he knocked the guy or the fight before that, you can see like his mouth actually is hilarious. They always want to kiai. Yeah, I know. I love it. I love it's so those funny. Guys. Like they throw a punch, oh, they knock God. a punch, and their like their mouth is open because they're they're about the kiai, right? And uh, I think Shinzo did that at at, at some point. Yeah, but, uh, you know they've really changed the view of karate for 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 the better. And I think a traditionalist would be like, oh well, you know it's MMA, it's not real karate, and it's just like you know for me it's. I think that they've done so much good for the image of what karate is. Yeah. They put us back on the map. And especially Ryoto, he's not, he, it really made people take us seriously and go like, wow, like karate isn't a joke. It's not just like this like flying karate kid kick, you know, and like, yeah. karate kid's a classic, okay? Like it's, 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 it's a good movie. Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. I love Cobra right? Kai, but yeah. Jesus, guys, you're going to mess up our image even exactly. more. And that, that's what it is, right? It's, 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 that's comedy <laughs> and that's, it's very comical. And that's, oh, man. that's a, that's a, like, I hope people can be able to differentiate that that is like dramatized, that is, that is more theatrical and that is more. They won't know. Right, and that's the thing. It won't right? differentiate it. That's the problem. And so, and, yeah. Sorry, go 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 ahead there. No, no. I, I was just saying that. Well, Kudo Obi to me was good. Yes, I really like Kudo Obi. I thought, okay, this is showing like karate, but High Kick Girl. <laughs> oh my god! I'm sorry, but High Kick Girl was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. And so, how yeah. do you? You know, it's 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 like. There's this good thing going on, and then, uh, I, you know. Yeah. Maybe you should like, go and, and go to L.A. or something and just be like, I'm going to show you guys what karate really is. And then yeah. just you know, do a movie or something. You know, we got to do something like that. I think that with the new day and age, it's very, um, uh, what's that word I'm looking for? Just online-based, right? And uh, yeah. everything's becoming more virtual. And yeah. I think that... Um, you know, the people who do karate, like traditional karate, mm -hmm. they know. Those who know, know. Yeah. Anyone outside of that doesn't have a, a you know, the, all they know is what's available to them online. And again, it's the stereotypical image that we're just, a, that we're just a joke. But not many people <laughs> realize that, again, this is some like pretty intense stuff. And um, I think, yeah, the only way to maybe start to turn that around is to have more exposure through, like, videos online or changing, you know, and being able to kind of get, like, this popular YouTube channel out there or, or, um, or movies or documentary, you know, mm -hmm. uh, training in, you know, a real traditional cut there, right? 
Um, yeah, I, I wish we didn't. I wish we didn't have to go to that extent to say this is not the type of karate we do. But it's almost like for that perception to be aligned, you almost have to do that, right? But I guess yeah. does it matter in a way if people think you do well, something and, 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 and maybe it doesn't thing, matter. Right? Right, and that's the thing. Yeah. Why are we training? What are we training for? Is it prove something to other people, right? And so, you know, I guess it kind of irks me sometimes, you know, because like I, I don't know how it doesn't for some people. Someone mm-hmm. like goes, "Oh, you do karate, so like, do you go like whoa and they like, hit the wood?" Uh, I'm God. like, okay, yeah. like really, like seriously, man. It's like, mm-hmm. but like in other, you know, like I guess in general, I, I, I it really isn't. It's not important, right? It, it's yeah. not. It's not. It's really again, karate. You're doing it for you, exactly. And so, um, you know, that shouldn't matter a whole lot. But uh, yeah, the you know the 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 public perception is is rather different, right? Yeah, I de- I definitely see the biggest value proposition of karate is purely for physical and mental development. It, it's 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 for people's well being. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can argue kind of. I wouldn't say like yoga, but pretty much like yoga. Yeah. You know, you don't say like, oh, my yoga is better than your yoga, no. right? You just do it and it's for yourself. And that's kind of, I prefer that route. Yeah. But there's some, in, I wouldn't say interesting, but they're like karate combat is looking like there. I don't know where the money's coming from, but have you seen the latest trailer of karate oh, combat? Oh, it's, it's that, um, it's the one where they put on like, like a t-shirt, doggy pants and belt, right? And. Oh no, there, there's 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 no t-shirt, right? Yeah, I think. yeah. <laughs> it's very it's interesting. Like so no t-shirt, dogi, and belt, and there it's like kind of full contact. Yeah, but I I have you seen the? You know, I, I have. I haven't, trailer. I haven't seen the recent trailer. No, is it? You know what they're doing? My understanding is that they're adding a sort of um, uh, CGI component to it. So I think they oh. record. They record the fights, yeah, and then they add visual effects and they add like a new setting. Let's say you're like in a desert or whatever, yeah. And then when you punch, there's like special effects. So they add the visual effects wow. to to the fight. So yeah, it, the fight actually happened, right? But they they I think they produce some post-production stuff post-production stuff. and yeah. then they release it like a season. Interesting. And and they have a lot of. Um, I don't know where the money's coming from because they have Bas Rutan and they have Danny Trejo. I forgot his name, but like they have some pretty well-known people yeah, supporting yeah. it. I mean, they I'm must like, have this group of investors, maybe guys yeah. like Bas Rutan who want to see it succeed, and so you know they're pouring their 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 money into it and trying to make it interesting for people to want to watch. I mean. Is it my cup of tea, my bread and butter, so to speak? I mean, it's not. You know, I'm not. I wouldn't want that for us, obviously. But you know, I think it'd be interest, interesting nonetheless to watch it. You know, to 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 see it. I mean, just for entertainment purposes. Yeah. But um, you know, I, again, I think just with the whole idea of the image of karate, I guess, I guess. Now that I think about my concern with it, and I guess I, I know we we said it shouldn't matter, but my concern with it is is for the next generation. Yeah. Because I'm sure you know, but uh, teaching kids karate is that, or even adults, there isn't a high interest to want to join. Yeah. Right, and 
because again the gender perspective is like well well this is like it's just stilly stilly martial arts it's not like kickboxing where we're throwing kicks at pads and going hard and don't get me wrong i yeah. no knock like i love kickboxing and muay thai and all yeah. these other yeah. disciplines but it's not taken as seriously as them and so then we don't really attract a high volume and it, not from a business standpoint, but just mm -hmm. attract like a good amount of people and wanting to do karate. And so then mm -hmm. it just worries me about the future and growth of karate outside of Japan. Because mm -hmm. we know that in Japan, it's, it's in their school curriculum. It's done through schools, done through, um, you know, all through you know, elementary, junior high, high mm -hmm. school, and onto university. Um, and so there's always, you know, that introduction into everyday as part of their culture, essentially. Whereas here, mm -hmm. and again, speaking just from North America, it's, 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 um, it's really being forgotten about. And I'm just nervous that mm -hmm. over time that it's going to be this martial arts that really isn't, doesn't have much significance mm -hmm. when, it, when it can have a lot. And, uh, I guess that's where kind of my fear comes in and in, in that I'm not sure what's going to happen to the development mm -hmm. again the future of karate yeah i mean there's definitely a lot of um dojos that um to them it's about the community right and that's that's the biggest value proposition right is is to have a sanctuary where people just go they train hard and it should be a supportive environment where no one's judging them for doing anything that's really the foundation of uh, a good dojo right yeah. but definitely from the popularization point of view I just think that Japan has to have these events that they want to just promote more. Because you know that seniors tournament that they have? Yes. They should just invite people. Like, if you want to go there, you should just be able to go. Yeah. Like, they opened up a seniors division at the World Championships. I, I actually don't think they should do that. I think they should, people should just go to Japan. Yes. And be able to just go there. Yeah. Right. And then, like you said, the community is already established there. So, I mean, if you want it to grow, you just have to make it more open. Yep. yep. Right. Sure. Or sure. where we would be anybody, let's say, would be able to go to a prefectural tournament and participate at a prefectural tournament. Yeah. Or, I mean, I wish there was a bit more. Maybe that could happen in the future. Yeah. Just a little bit know. more openness to 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 do that yeah no i i think that's a brilliant idea i think that that would be so beneficial um you know and of course like if you to compete at all japan you can't just walk in there you have to qualify you know i still agree with that but as you said like the more local prefectural tournaments why not you know open, yeah. open it up and um you know mm -hmm. if you establish a relationship with one of the local dojos and you represent them and compete with them mm -hmm. i think that's that's awesome yeah and uh, you know, I it, mm. it makes me it makes me think like for you know uh, this is a long shot, but one thing that I would love to see is karate in the school system here in Canada. Yes, right. Mm. Like, how beneficial is that in teaching discipline, respect, mm -hmm. and self control? Right, because I think that the fear of a lot of parents and students is that. They, to put their kids in karate, they have a fear that their child, or any martial arts, that their child is going to become more violent and they're going to use these tools to mm -hmm. hurt someone. Mm -hmm. And in most cases, when karate is taught the right way, it's polar opposite. Mm -hmm. 
the student is now has a more higher sense of calm and self-control and self mm-hmm. That's what karate teaches you. And, um, you know, hopefully that would minimize bullying in schools, right? And it doesn't yeah. have to be just karate itself, but like other forms of disciplines. And I know wrestling is taught, but not until junior high. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, I think that karate doesn't have to just be all physical where you're, yeah. where you're you know, I think, again, the common misconception of martial arts is that you just put on some gloves or you don't put on gloves and you beat on each other. No. We know that that's not the case. And so um, I just wish, I think that if it was introduced into a school curriculum, that yeah. just would change the perspective of what karate is. Interesting. And it, mm-hmm. Right? And mm-hmm. it would really start to become something different because now the understanding from a child is now completely different. And as the next generation comes, it's now, you know, it's been a part of them. It's not this gimmick or this, violent sport so to speak mm-hmm. right? it's and a valuable tool it's a valuable, it becomes tool. A valuable tool exactly because it teaches you mm-hmm. it transcends just not in within the karate community but now outside of that into your everyday life yes you know you're mm-hmm. you're you're a much better person and so imagine if it could be done like japan where it's mm-hmm. going through the school systems and then, and then you have university competitions how cool would that be you know yeah because like, like yeah right? exactly right because we see a, a university level football and um you know it's kind of like you know like the ncaa in exactly in, in the states of wrestling yeah. and how it's such a high level thing and if you win it you're this all-american there's a lot of pride with it mm-hmm. you know like you're you're this champ you you're you've accomplished so much and i wish that karate could be the same and it really could be that yeah if it was just given that chance I I 100% agree with you because I would rather that route where we're going through the education system than trying to do something flashy and popular, some big tournament, whatever, right? And and actually, I think if you look back at uh, Funakoshi's days, that's what he was doing, right? He was creating um, a curriculum for as a part of the schooling system. Yeah, Um, we'll have to talk more about this uh, because we've already hit the 90 minute mark. Can you imagine that? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. You know what? I feel like we can talk. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we'll just have to have that one again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was fun. It was awesome. All right, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna wrap it up here.